Ross and Carrie, the show where we don't just report on fringe science, spirituality, and claims of the paranormal. No, 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 we take part ourselves. Yep, when they make the claims, we show up so you don't have to. I'm Ross Blotcher. And I'm Carrie Poppy, and we are back at Ekankar. Yeah, so we're at our Minnesota conference, springtime conference, and now it is Saturday. Yes. Second full day of the conference. If you're just joining us, go back to part one of Ekankar. Yeah. You'll be confused otherwise. You heard about this great podcast. Excited to hear Ono, Ross, and Carrie, but we're going to be talking about Ekankar, and it would help to learn a little bit about them. I can tell you they love to chant the hue, Mm -hmm. and they are based out of Minnesota. Yes. Which is where we are as we tell the story. Yes. Not this moment. We're back in California. Correct. And their spiritual leader is a man named Sri Harold Klemp. What more do you need to know? Ekankar's been around for thousands of years. You might think it's only been around since the 70s because that's when we all found out about it. But no, 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 no. <laughs> thousands of years underground. There's a, a lot about soul travel and masters. Anyways, we'll talk more about it. But that is Ekankar. Oh, I've been listening to that song by Sri Darwin Gross. Oh, that's a great a song. For those who have ears to hear. It's really good. Mm -hmm. So back at the spring seminar in Minneapolis, Minnesota. April 20th. Ooh, 420. 20th, 420. Also Hitler's birthday. Also Earth Day? It's thereabouts. Yeah. I think it might be the first Saturday after April 20th. Oh, okay. Oh, and I think this was Saturday. But it was was Earth Earth Day. Month, no question. Also, I think this was the 20th anniversary of the Columbine Massacre. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Well, a lot of things happen on 420. Yeah. Also, a lot of people smoking pot. That's also true. And we were at an Ekankar conference. We were blasted out of our minds. That's not true. Neither of us was smoking marijuana. They had an 8.30 a.m. hue. Both of us, I think, skipped that. Yeah. We We get it. (laughs) We have on our shared calendar every day at 11 a.m. We're reminded to sing the hue. Have you been doing it? Not regularly. Yeah. I, when it happens to coincide with my daily schedule, and I'm like, oh, yeah, oh, right. Then I'll do it. Yeah. I'll see it on the calendar and think I'm doing something else right now. Uh-huh. Sure. <laughs> but it's a nice reminder. Yeah. To stop and hue. You got to hue. It is nice. It makes you feel good. Makes if you want to make it today, I say we hue. Hue. What's this? Hue. Hue. We got to hue just to make it today. You don't know this no. uh, MC Hammer? <laughs> just trying to sing along to There's a thing that I don't know song, oh, We've Got to Pray Just to Make It Today. Oh, no, never. Heard oh, it. wow. If only MC Hammer had been an echist. Speaking. Then he wouldn't have gone bankrupt. <laughs> Yeah. 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 That would have been a good song, though. You never heard, Mm-mm. you've got to pray just to make it today. today. No. Okay. Not until just now. Is this one of those things? I feel like Is we need to- Is everyone going to tweet at me and be yes. like, I can't believe. Yes, they are. I can't believe. Hold on, everybody. I'm just going to play this for okay, real quick. We should get MC Hammer on the show. That's a good idea. We just should ask him. Just to make it today. Pray, pray. I like the set. Just to make it today. It's easy to memorize. <laughs> <laughs> it is repetitive. 
just to make it today. Yeah, that was pretty good. All right, now Carrie knows. Yeah, don't worry. The song, so you don't have to send it to her. Yeah. Oh, a lot of people in the last episode, you were humming a Homestar Runner Oh, yeah, it definitely was. Well done to everybody who recognized (laughs) it. But yes, that was The System is Down. That is my rave song, my go-to. Okay. (laughs) The system is down. The system is down. System, 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 system. Yeah, it's hilarious. Oh, okay, okay. A lot of people got that. Yeah, yeah. So we're back at Ekinkar. And we skipped the hue, then we went to Dawn of a Golden Age. Yeah, which was in that same giant conference room we'd just been in the previous night and where everybody had been hewing. I started out as the hue was completing, they made me go to the very back of the room. Oh, okay. So it was in the final rows, but then after the hue was done, I got up to like the fourth row. I got really close oh, to the front. Oh, interesting. Yeah. No cutting during the hue. Yeah, we came in at different times. Yeah, I see that in my notes. So I arrived at 9.34 and sat in the last row. Oh, okay. I was there at 8.54, so I got the okay. tail end of the hue. What happened in those yeah. 40 minutes? Yeah, let me tell you. Let me tell you what you missed the very beginning. So there was a woman who came to warm up the crowd. She had that energy and you could tell the crowd didn't, but she was oh, sure. she's working for it. But I liked her. She was like a really good introducer. And she was talking about some openings in the tech department. I think I sent you the job description. Okay. So I'm you, sorry. I forgot to apply. Yeah. I thought you might be good for the tech department. <laughs> I might have about the technological skills that are currently being employed at that act. <laughs> then a man and a woman were invited up and they were talking about just sharing Ekinkar with others. So again, a little more of the missionary zeal than yeah, okay. I think I'd been led to expect from Ekinkar. So they had people raise their hands in the audience if they had shared Ek in your home, raise your hand, you know, and everyone mm-hmm. would raise their hands. Have you shared Ek at a meeting? Okay, sure. People raise their hands. How about at a friend's home? Oh, okay. We're still doing this. Okay. Yeah, sure. People are raising their hands. An email or a text. Have you told people about Ekinkar that way? It just, it kept going. I want to see all those conversations. Over the phone, on public transportation, at a picnic, or in a park. Okay. They're just waiting for everybody to raise their hands. At a family gathering. Oh, how many people raise their hands for picnic and park? A smattering. Okay. Yeah, but some. Definitely huh. some. In a letter. Out on a walk. Okay. In school. Oh, or boy. at a college. Okay. <laughs> they have to spell that out. At or on the way to a seminar. Okay. Like this one. Postering. So like, have you put Ekinkar messages on a poster somewhere for someone to read? How about at a child care center? Oh, wow. Hospital or healthcare, party or event, while running errands, the gym or while doing sports. Okay. Yeah, it goes on. There's at least 25, 30 categories. Oh, my God. Oh, wait, wait. I can't leave these out. Also, they ask, uh, in a dream or contemplation. Oh, great. So in your mind, you've told counts. other people. Yes. I <laughs> other- mean, actually, that's consistent. So good job, guys. Yeah, that's fair. That's the best time to share. Ek. If they really do believe you can communicate with others in your mm-hmm. dreams or contemplations, you should be sharing Ekinkar there. On an Uber or Lyft or taxi, mm. a lot of people raise their hands for that one. Okay. Oh, that's or Lyft drivers. Got to be fun, right? Although I had a Lyft driver who started talking to me about Scientology because he was a independent Scientologist. It seems like Uber slash Lyft 
are very potent fields for people to evangelize yeah. whatever their messages are. We just went to another seminar very recently, and there was a woman sitting in front of us who was bragging about using her Uber driving oh, yep. to share that message. Yep, totally. Yeah, I mean, you know that it's going to be a short interaction. You can see exactly how long it's going to be on your GPS, and, and that it's our, awkward. Oh, well, it's four minutes. Right, yeah, your captive audience. Hmm. Wonder if we should lead a movement to like downvote people who share. <laughs> I I loved it. Yeah, I, fair. when they talk to me about Jesus, I'm like, oh, this is gonna be a good ride. Uh, fair for us, we're not normal person there. But also, uh, Josh from the Flat Earth Group, he was an Uber driver who would oh, okay. tell talk people about, about Flat Earth. Earth. Yeah. Oh, great! I got good. the Flat Earth Uber driver for the next forty minutes. Uh, <laughs> also, at a cafe or a restaurant, a barber shop. In line at a store. This was as fast as I could write. So just trying to keep up with what they were saying. They had lots of ideas. So after that, they asked people, okay, well, who had over 10 categories that they were able to raise their hand for? Stand up. Now, what if I dreamed about doing all of those things? I think that would count. Yeah. Then uh, they had them stay standing if they'd done 20. Then they had people stand up if they had 25 or more. And so those people got like an ovation, you know, clapping for their accomplishment. And the speaker said, you are all Vahanas. Oh. So that was a new term. Yeah. To look up. And essentially, I think that's just the next level above Arahata. So you can be a teacher. Whoa. Or you can be essentially a missionary, a Vahana. Whoa. Someone who shares Ek with the world. I'm starting to feel more and more really far down on the ladder as a chela. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. Well, hey, you got to attain something. Yeah, I guess so. Got to keep you in it. Keep you working, reading your lessons. You guys, Sri Harold Clem still hasn't visited me in my dreams. Oh, I look gives? at his picture every day. Look, it's right there. We're at my apartment right now. You see it? He has attached earlobes. Oh. Yeah. Huh. Just thought I'd point that out. Can you see them in the photo? No. My eyesight is not that good. Sure, it's the tiny photo over there by my bed. And it's a little out of the light, but yeah, attached okay. earlobes. Noted. Well, maybe if I see them in my dreams, I'll be like, is this really you? Show me your ears. Some of my favorite people have attached earlobes. My wife has attached earlobes. Oh, I never noticed that. Yeah. Okay. Huh. Um, I don't, do I? Uh, Wait, hold on. Uh, almost. Almost. If, huh. if you have earlobes, they're subtle. Okay. Subtle earlobes. feel like I have earlobes, but... I don't know why we're talking about this. <laughs> I just remembered that Shree Harold had attached earlobes. Huh. Then we had two guys come up, Rodney and Philip, and they were both musicians from New York. And my Australian bird story guy came up on stage, and he interviewed them about being musicians and how Akinkar influences their music. Mm. I think they played like a quick duo one on the piano the other i can't even remember but they had the most boring explanations uh-huh. it wasn't a talk worth having so one was saying how he sees himself as a conduit for Eck, and he just visualizes light when he's gonna play and shares his love with the audience hmm, cool okay sharing your love so then they asked the other guy and rodney said yeah what well, he said nah. they got a good laugh i think then he went on to elaborate I asked the Eck, tell me what notes you want to come out. And it oh, sounded wow. exactly like how Christians talk about the Holy Spirit. Oh, sure. And he even said, not my will, but thy will be done. Oh, wow. Okay, yeah. And then after that, he says, and then I think about what would the audience like to hear? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, second thought. Yeah. Okay, well, that's important. And then third, I think about what would I like to sing? <laughs> right. So after that, they had some local directors come up. I don't know. Did you get to see these local directors? 
Yes, uh, I was there for them. So there was Chrissy and Erica. And uh, I think a guy as well. Uh, Oni. Mm-hmm. Okay, yes. Yep. They were introduced as Vahanas, so now we've got that term. Okay. And, go. oh goodness, Erica was so low energy. She was talking about being raised into Eck and the things that I do to try to gather people together to talk about Eck and Carr. And, you know, I do my exercises daily and try to be consistent and they make everybody memorize these things you can tell every single word is memorized i noted that she used the phrase i was molded to and then she also used the phrase it was really through my parents's effort and i thought oh she's just not into this Uh (laughs) uh-huh not the most compelling person to have up there talking about spreading eck to the world and then they would do like stilted questions for one another Mm -hmm. saying which really helped inspire me. Oni, have you had an experience where you were inspired in your work? Thank you for asking, Erica. <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> oh, yeah. He had a story, I think, about being in engineering school, and he had a test. He wasn't ready for the test, mm. and then it was delayed, and he thanked Eck for that. Yes. We would hear a lot of stories, again, about the ways that Eck changed people's lives in these miraculous ways, and they would be the most banal little everyday stories. And now he will always say yes to Eck. I remember when I first told my dad that I wasn't a believer anymore, he started sharing a story of kind of what had led him to Christ. And he had said that once at school when he was a young teacher, he'd had a disagreement with somebody and just kept thinking, oh, I need to apologize to her, which is so my dad to kind of fixate on something that he needs to make right that he felt he did wrong. And he said that the next day when he got there to the school, to the parking lot, she was standing right there in front of his parking spot. Ah. And that was how he knew. Jesus was real? Yeah. Huh. The, the long and short of it. Okay. Thank, well, that's a very nice story. I, I, but if you're seeking Eck and that happens, then that confirms Eck. Yeah. If you're there seeking you L. Ron Hubbard and that happens, you know, it confirms if, L. Ron Hubbard. If you're hoping that your friend is also concerned about the conflict you had, <laughs> yeah, there are confirms perf- that <laughs> perfectly rational explanations for this. That's how you know her is through this institution, and she just happens to be there the next day. Mm-hmm. Stranger things have happened. Yeah, huh? Okay. But it was a nice story. So the regional managers of the different X centers are called, is it RISAs? Yeah, that's what I heard, RISA. RISA, I'd like to be the assistant to the regional manager. (laughs) I thought about that too. (laughs) It's impossible now to hear regional manager without thinking (laughs) of Michael Scott. Totally. So the MC, and I'm not sure which of our characters now that was who was MCing in my mind, but she said she was... Bursting with love in like the most <laughs> memorized way. Maybe that was Erica. I'm bursting with love. Yeah, that sounds like Erica. But it reminded me of in church, we'd all memorize these songs that then you stop really listening to the lyrics. And there was one that went, Lord, I feel like dancing. It's <laughs> foolishness, I know. But when the world has seen the light, they will dance with joy like we're dancing now. Oh, I remember this one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just they would sing like, it like no that. One, yeah, you know, everyone just to come to memorize it. No one was dancing, you know. It's just like, these words do not match this tone. I remember when I came out of 
very evangelical, holy roller assemblies of God church where mm-hmm. I was raised for my first 10 years and then started going to church with my dad and stepmom at a Methodist church. I was mm-hmm. there for seven years. They would sing out of the hymnals and occasionally it would talk about, I raise my hands to the Lord. Oh, right. And so I would think, well, I can't say that as I'm singing it and not raise yes. my hands, but no one else in the audience is raising their hands. It's like, oh, I feel like I'm lying to God. Exactly. Yes. Like, this is dishonest. Oh, my God. My OCD played havoc on those things where I would just be like, well, I can't say that because then I'm lying to God and then he's going to be in my brain and he's going to be like, oh, Carrie, why did you say that if you didn't mean it? And okay, but nobody else is doing it and this is weird. Okay, I just won't sing that part. I guess I still do that because now if I'm at a ball game or something and everyone's saying the a pledge of allegiance, oh, uh-huh. I will stay silent for the under God part, oh, return uh-huh. to the pre-1957 pledge. <laughs> And I just don't say it. And Cara will the the pledge altogether, or oh, just yeah, those for sure. I don't pledge allegiance to my country. Okay. So. Well, Cara uh, <laughs> will you look over at me like, "Why are you making trouble?" Uh. <laughs> I, I just didn't say those two words. You're not screaming out, but not God. Or when my family is saying a prayer together, I will silently smile and uh-huh. and wait, but I won't say Amen at the end because uh-huh. that just doesn't feel right. Okay, fair. But, you know, well, you and I. Especially since amen means I believe it is so. Make it so. Yeah. Make it so, number one. Let it be done. Whatever, however you want to interpret that exactly. But, of course, in the course of our investigations, we find ourselves doing all kinds of things where. I say amen usually. We're following along the best we can. Anywho, then we got a video of Sri Harold Klemp. Oh, yes. Or maybe it was audio, but he gave an exercise where we would envision a room with three parts, the past, the present, and the future, and dissolve the walls between those three things. There you go. Now it's just one big room. Yeah. Present, past, and future. This is about when I started to suspect that most exercises are guided visualizations. Life is not divided into parts. <laughs> he said. He said that. He does have this very unassuming voice. Yes, yeah. it's true. We also learned that we'll give you a different perspective than 99% of the people. Who will, Eck? No, just visualizing time as oh, one. Oh, I see, I see. see. So okay. this has given us a different perspective than everybody go. else. Then 99%, wow. So then we would do Hugh on a quiet contemplation. Oh, yeah, and this time instead of may the blessings be. Yeah, she said like something in Hebrew? She said Baraka Bashad. Which does sound very Hebrew, but apparently that's just the way the ancient one said, may the blessings be. Ah. And since then, I've heard it on a few occasions after a hue and contemplation. Who's the ancient one? The ancient ones. So oh, just okay. the, the, the masters, the Vairagi, you know, they've Got passed it. down their language. And I guess Baraka Bashad is another way you can end that contemplation. Then we got a quote from the Sugmod about not hurting one another. And not hurting any other being in particular. And oh. I was like, why aren't these people all at least vegetarians? Yeah. That right? would be consistent. Yeah. Because they live in Minnesota. <laughs> they don't all, but some of them do. They should go to Fig and Pharaoh, very good vegan restaurant in oh. Minneapolis. Okay. Yeah. I don't think I went to that one, but we uh, did go back to the herbivorous butcher. Herbivorous butcher. That's a good so one. So good. It is. It's really oh, good. It's so if you're anywhere near there, go there. Good. You can get like a Korean spare rib that uh, has no rib in it. Oh, man. That place, their sandwiches are so good. Super good. That's not the point. Hi, I'm Biz. And I'm Teresa. And we host One Bad Mother, a comedy podcast about parenting. Whether you are a parent or just know kids exist in the world, join us each week as we honestly share what it's like to be a parent. I don't know how to fix mornings for myself. (laughs) 
I do not know how to make mornings okay for myself. So the t-shirt, I don't do mornings, yes. isn't even a funny shirt. I no. shouldn't get it for you. It's sad. It's a sad shirt. Yeah, it's a sad shirt with tears flowing. So join us each week as we judge less, laugh more, and remind you that you are doing a great job. Find us on MaximumFun.org, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So we had six young people come up, and they were sharing their 14-day journeys of sharing. Ah, the Share Your Love Adventure. I mentioned that card before where they give you all these little ways, like, here's ways you can tell people about Eck. Mm-hmm. And so they were all sharing ways that they had shared Eck. One told a story about a babysitter coming by and how her daughter kept wanting to have the babysitter read to her out of this little blue book that was an Eck book. Mm-hmm. And the daughter would keep saying, Eck. So that led the babysitter to ask, what's this all about? Right, right. Why does your daughter keep coughing? (laughs) Exactly. One woman said she always leaves at cards on gas pumps Mm -hmm. so they can have gas and and God. God. Mm -hmm. Oh, I've got (laughs) gas. Yeah, I've had gas and God. (laughs) Oh, man, it's uncomfortable. We have another guy who plays Hugh on his phone at work. And so a coworker asked him about it. And I love just the thought. The guy's like, yeah, exactly. Uh, David, um, I'm on the phone. Yeah, I noticed you keep playing the sound. Yes, I'm so glad you asked. Well, it's very pleasant. Do you think that maybe like you could do it during the lunch hour? Because I keep uh, during my sales calls, I can hear it. (laughs) Hugh. Oh, this was one of my favorite ones. One woman was telling a story of how she saw the Eck in her everyday life. And the story basically announced, too, there was a freeway closure and she noticed the freeway closure sign instead <laughs> of accidentally getting on the freeway and then being late. <laughs> and noticing that sign was God. This is the caliber of X stories. <laughs> uh, One of them admitted to falling asleep while listening to Shri Harold. I can't remember what the spiritual message was there. Uh, that's probably good, right? When you're asleep, that's when he visits you huh? directly. Fair. Just go to sleep anytime. Oh, yeah. I was also looking at my feedback form during this. So for each activity you go to, you would get this feedback form. And uh, yeah, you have it right here. And the rankings would go from excellent to fair. There was no like poor. Mm. <laughs> the lowest you can give it is like, oh, it's fair. Yeah, that's fine. One star. Yeah. Yeah. It, but... Four stars. Excellent. Yeah, I kept one of these. At first, I was diligently filling out for every session their we welcome your feedback form. But it gets a bit exhausting trying to manage all my other notes and stuff. But there's always people waiting by the door to collect these papers. So I held on to this one. But yeah, they want you to fill out the basic info about which seminar you're at. You think they could just auto fill that if they're making this many copies? Sure. God, there must have been so many of these I see why, though. Then they'd have to divide them up to every session. Sure. Yeah, if they have leftovers, they can use them for next year. But they ask you first... What were the most useful aspects of this event for you? Mm -hmm. Then how well did the facilitators present the material? Please explain. And it's a full page. So each of these has multiple lines for you to write in. Number three, how would you rate this event overall? And that's where you get the excellent, very good, good, fair. And then you explain. And additional comments or suggestions about this event. There you go. Cool. Yeah, you texted me around this time wanting to know how all these conversations really went. Oh, yeah. You know, I would love to see a new version of the Footprints poem that's like, it is when you notice a freeway sign 
that I am with you. (laughs) (laughs) It is when you drink water that I am with you. People drink water a lot. It is when your friend is standing in your parking space. The host came up and made another joke that reminds me of being a Christian. And that was that when I put that X symbol on my car, I feel like I have to drive so much better. Oh, yeah. I remember people saying that about the Jesus fish. Yeah, I'm carrying that on my car now. And people are thinking of me as an emissary of Christ. Mm Mm-hmm. It's true, though. I've also been in the car with people who are like, oh, okay, Jesus freak, but you're cutting everybody off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, so, totally. It's true. Yeah, I'll hold that against people. And I've felt that similar pressure for various uh, things. You've had a lot of bumper stickers on mm-hmm. your car in the past. Yeah. I don't know. I think I avoided it, maybe partly for that reason. Uh-huh. So I don't have to have that running in the back of my mind. Fair. So then we watched a video about the Chanhassen Temple. Ooh. It was slow motion video is bathed in you know really high light oh yeah they were uh working on a new website and this was their little preview like oh we've got this cool new site coming it's not ready we're hoping to launch it but here here's a preview for you so you've got Shri harold's voice over it and a close-up of a bee and at one point they showed a deer and everyone clapped oh okay at least that was my interpretation <laughs> that we were clapping for the deer i wasn't sure <laughs> that's so funny i don't remember that okay and the Shri Herald's voiceover is just like, you got to come and experience it. It's just such a wonderful place. It's just like not <laughs> worth recording this person talking for this, but okay. And then, oh man, as it ended, this one guy like bounds to his feet to applaud and a woman in my row says, wow. All right. Yeah, they really liked that Easy video. to please. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, would that I were them. So my next move was to go to the Eck Musician Skill Shop. Oh, I might have overheard you from my next stop, which was the Eck Writers Skill Shop. Y'all are probably thinking, when I think of Ross and Carrie, I think of a musician and a writer. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we thought we better go. <laughs> <laughs> Fulfill our <laughs> our respective roles. You said that this would be my ticket to being in Hamilton. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I was really hoping that it would just be like, okay, everybody get up and like do a little ditty and it would just become sort of a talent show. That'd be great. Right? And is that then, not what it was? No. How did well, it go? Tell me. Thank you for asking. Ross, is it? I'm Ross. It it mostly turned into this personal concert for this one woman who was leading the thing. Okay. But to be fair, I left. So maybe it maybe it changed. But That's why you first, left in the interest of being fair. Yes, that is why. I, yes, <laughs> yeah. So I don't know if it changed later, but okay. Um, so it started out with this woman who's a musician talking about her music and the important inspiration that it gives her, and she said, "Whatever Harold says to do, just do it." Just do it. If he tells you to be a musician, be a musician. Doesn't matter if you have experience. Whatever he says, follow. It felt like a lot stronger than some of the other Eck messaging. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And then I picture the actual man, Shri Harold Klemp, telling someone like, you really need to be a musician. Yeah. And they're like, okay. But then I remember. medical practice. Oh, wait. No, that's not how this went down. Right. She heard this in her head. Right. And she needs to follow that, and she's ascribing it to Shree Harold. Got yeah, it. Check. Right, probably. Although, who knows? It's also possible that, you know, you go to one of his conferences or read one of his books, and it's just like, I think more people should be teachers. And then you're like, okay, <laughs> that's it. I got to do that. Yeah. I mean, 
That's kind of cool. Like, at least if you have a good voice encouraging people to do such things. Yeah. That's great. That's a lot of trust in one person, though. Right. Yeah. Yeah. If they're saying not useful things, then, then not so bad. good. Then bad. You heard it here, folks. That's <laughs> He's like, taking a strong stance. <laughs> it's like when uh, you've got a celebrity like Amanda Peet speaking in favor of vaccines. You're like, yeah, way oh, to use right. your celebrity. And then we just had someone come out recently. Jessica Biel. Jessica Biel, come on. Yeah. Against vaccines. It's like, what are you doing? Come on, people. Don't listen to a celebrity <laughs> unless it's Amanda Peet. She's fine. <laughs> well, yeah. Listen to the message if the message is good. Whoever knew that we would ever be asking ourselves which Seventh Heaven star has hurt children the most? Robert was... De Niro had a little dust up, too, with the oh, anti-vax really? thing. Yeah, he was promoting or bankrolling. Somehow he was behind that movie Vaxxed. And then he got a lot right. of shit about it, and he kind of stepped back yeah, a little bit. that's right. And then he was just grumpy Which with everyone good. for being grumpy with him. Ah, uh, got it. Yeah, Jessica Biel was one of the daughters on Seventh Heaven, and the father on Seventh Heaven, uh, pedophile. <gasps> oh, no. Yeah. The I actor? Know. Yeah. Oh, geez. Yeah, not great. That's bad. That's bad. You're getting you're getting hard hitting. <laughs> We're making here. clear moral stances <laughs> here on Ono Ross and Carrie. Pedophilia, bad. Bad. Do become a musician. Good. End of end of analysis. So then this musician was telling us about how she would receive this melody. She's driving her car and she would just like hear the song she's supposed to play. And, you know, she'd go back and she'd write it. And okay. that was all from the Eck. Cool. A download. Uh, could have been the aliens. <laughs> could have been or could have been that she's a musician and things come into her head. But then she started singing and I wrote down, oh, <laughs> song is pretty. And oh, yeah? she has a beautiful voice. Okay. Yeah. Now, there was a pianist playing alongside her, I believe, and uh, I noticed that the words to the song, it so could have been a song about the Bible. It was like, interesting. this is a book I've read a thousand times. Oh, yeah. And you're always with me, and that's the greatest part. Every moment, every day, I'll give all I have to all of life in my master's holy name. It just all oh, yeah. easily could have been a church camp song. Totally. It reminds me of how George Harrison had the My Sweet Lord mm. song. Mm -hmm. And I remember listening to that, you know, I really want to know you. Mm -hmm. And then you would sing, you know, Krishna. And, oh, huh. Yeah, you're like, no, 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 that's the wrong Krishna Hare. And they're like, oh, oh, it's not good anymore. Yeah. <laughs> or uh, That's where you stop singing at that one particular part and <laughs> right, wait. Like, Oh, shoot, this was good. Yeah, my sweet Lord. I thought you were talking about Jesus. The right Lord. <laughs> Once uh, I did this on purpose, but I had my mom in the car and I started playing from the Book of Mormon soundtrack, uh -huh. the I Believe song. Oh, yeah. And it starts Great out, you know, I believe that the Lord God created the universe. And mom's all into that. She's smiling. Oh, this is great. You play good music in your car. Uh, my mom never puts together, you know, the fact like, <laughs> that's weird. You don't believe in this and you're playing this music. I believe that he sent his only son to die for my sins. And I believe that ancient Jews built boats and sailed to America. <laughs> and I see the look on her face and the smile drops like, oh, she says from the back seat, I don't know about that. <laughs> she was all excited up until I'm that kind moment. of impressed, though, that she was paying knows, attention enough. She was paying attention and she knows her like biblical history enough to be like, that's not in there. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people would just. Dot along and be like, okay, maybe that's in there. I don't know. But the next coda, she'd go right back into smiling. Yeah. And, and then, well, hmm, okay. <laughs> Garden of Eden is not in Jackson County, Missouri. That's that's silly. <laughs> now we've gone too far. I was having a lot of fun watching her reactions. And then, and then, 
did you play the song about fucking a frog? <laughs> no, the Hasidi get evil eye. Yeah. yeah. I have maggots in my scrotum. No, right. we didn't no. get to huh. that one. Interesting. Back at my conference, start to realize like, oh, okay, you know, we would break for her analysis and then go back to her singing, which was very pretty and nice. But I was like, I think I get what this is going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, but she did get a couple standing ovations. Oh, hey. So that's nice. Then <laughs> I left. I left. Carrie writes in her notes. So I decided, uh, you know, I get this one. I'm going to skip ahead to another workshop. So what were you doing in your writing workshop? Yeah. So... <laughs> I ended up enjoying this way more than I thought I would. Okay. You know, I'm thinking, I don't want to write on command. And Uh it's just one of those things where, you know, either you fill the muse or you don't. But I walked in there. There was about 60, 70 people. And we were sitting at tables, about, you know, 10 people per table. And, of course, we started out with a Hugh song. That's Mm -hmm. important. There were two women and one man leading the workshop and they would just give us small cues to work off of to get started on so they started with the slide explaining that this is the year of giving so we'll maybe talk about giving in our writing here oh one of six years okay so that it's a cycle of six Mm. there we go and they mentioned that we are vahantas as writers who share ek with the world again okay today is the day to start talking about vahantas i guess everyone's using that term and our Role is to carry the message of God's love to the world. Okay, so now we have our first exercise, and they want us to think of either an EC website or an event that you went to that you want to encourage people to join, or maybe the Hue app. And all of a sudden, that got me excited. Like, the Hue app, I've used that. I have it on my phone. (laughs) Okay. Or maybe a local meetup site or the Ekencar blog. So think about one of these and just write a quick ad to share it with people. Okay. All right. Something that- Copywriting. Something that could be on a website. Right. So I started writing a little thing about the Hue app. You know, like, oh, you should use it. And so I'm crossing things out and I'm writing new lines. Okay, I'm getting into this. So that's kind of my new mission in life. Is to write uh, a copywriting copy for totally, Act. yeah. Okay, cool, no, cool. But I'm like, I'm motivated now. Okay. So then Great. we we take a break and we talk in groups about giving, and they all want us to share some small stories about giving times that we've given of ourselves or that others have given to us. So I write down a few of those prompts and we talk. But I think I want to get back to my Hue app, <laughs> and so other people start writing stories about giving, but I just keep refining my Hue app story. <laughs> okay. My ad. Then they give some structural comments and mention, you know, how you want to add details. And it's very much like that storytelling session that uh-huh. I had the previous day. Just yeah. all these ways to write a nice little tidy story. Try to work in a bird. And, <laughs> exactly. And so then they uh, give us just a long time to keep writing silently and say, if you finish early, just chant the Hue to yourself. But okay. I'm writing my ad now, so I'm working on that. How much time do you think you spend on this one ad? Mm, probably a good 20 minutes. Okay. Yeah. Great. Off and on, you know, mm-hmm. as we were doing other things. And next door, I could hear someone singing, isn't this a wonderful life? And so I wonder if that was oh, that, your no, meeting? No, that was at How to Create a Wonderful Life Workshop, which is the next thing I went to. Oh, okay. Oh, can't wait to hear about that. Okay, well, they were next door and we could definitely hear them as we were all silently writing. And then at each table, we took turns reading what we'd been working on to each other. So I read my little Hue app to my table and they got so excited. Oh, wow. Oh, that's great. And then they would read their other compositions. One man wrote a poem about listening to people and seeing them as soul. 
and remembering to smile ah. at people. That was nice. Ah. And then a woman read about her cats and how they are conduits of love. True. I like her. Then another woman read about a Taoist monk who sings a sacred sound. Hmm. So everyone had these nice little interesting stories. Mine felt a little offbeat because it was like, I've got ad copy for the Hue app. Do you uh, still have the ad copy? Can I do. I do. Are we going to hear it? So uh, at this point, they had asked the whole room now, okay, do you have any stories that you wanted to share with the whole group? Mm-hmm. And they're passing around the microphone. So we listened to like four, five other stories. The people around me kept saying like, you should really read yours. You read your ad. And I was like, oh, that's okay. But then the guy said, well, we've got time for one more. Someone still want to read theirs? And so the people around me start raising their hands and pointing at me. Okay, okay. So they bring over the microphone and I read my story. Let's see if I can still read this. This workshop is brought to you in part by The Hue. There's an app for that. It's the modern solution to any problem. And we have filled our mobile phones, our pocket computers, our addictive glowing rectangles with tiny apps that accomplish almost everything. We play games, access the internet, watch videos, save money at restaurant chains, check our bank statements, and learn languages. I just counted. I have 259. Ridiculous, I know. Some I haven't used for a long time. Some came with my phone. Some I need for work. Some are silly. Time wasters. Others help me relax. Others keep me focused. But just one, one app gives me spiritual grounding. It's one in 259, but it might as well be one in a thousand. Or one in a million. Wait, you say. Wait. Spiritual grounding? Spiritual grounding. There's an app for that? There's an app for that. It must have a long, unpronounceable name. (laughs) No, it's only two letters. (laughs) H-U. Well, I bet it has a bunch of complicated features. Not really, just one. It plays a sound, a long, beautiful sound, sung by a thousand voices. It's the hue, the sound of sound and light, and it can follow you everywhere, too. Oh. Isn't that great? That is good. It's so, good. That's why I didn't want to read it for the room. It's like total cheese ball. But, <laughs> you know, I was having fun with it. So I read it for everybody. And the guy behind me says, you need to send that in. Aww. Like mail it into Ekinkar. I said, oh, no, thanks. Thanks. No, no, really. You need. You should send that in. They can use that. That is yeah. great. And the rest they of the day. direct mail. <laughs> the rest of the day, everybody would uh, kind of corner me. Oh, I heard your story. That was so great. <laughs> I think in the way that just you remember somebody contributing something at a workshop and yeah. you encourage them. Sure. No, it's, but it's well written. Well, thank you. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, it actually reminds me of like a radio ad, not necessarily a podcasting ad, but like that radio style. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. Kind of what I was going for. So Well done. Thank you. Thank you. So uh, then we went on to lunch. Oh, uh, wait. No. Yeah. What were you doing? Mm-mm. What were you doing over across the way? So I went over to How to Create a Wonderful Life workshop. I was just there for the last hour because I had been in the musician thing before. So this was kind of cool. In the back of the room, there were four or five little tables where people were sitting who English wasn't their first language. And there would just be a translator kind of sitting there whispering French or Spanish or Japanese. It was cool. Nice. Yeah. So there, there was that was all going on behind me. And I was sitting in the last row so I could hear that kind of like chatter in a bunch of different languages. It was neat. Yeah. 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 So there was a woman giving a story when I entered. Classic X story. Oh, man. So one time she was driving 
and she saw those orange reflective triangles at a road construction site. Okay. And the reflective orange was exactly the color that reminds her of Ak. All right. That was the whole story. Like your strainer over there? Yeah, that colander. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that sort of bright electric orange. And somewhere on your tea kettle is that mm-hmm. same color as well. Okay. Yeah, I love orange. That was God. That's, wow, that's, there you that's go. something. There you go. That's Worth something. noting, remembering, and telling a room full of people. That color on your laptop. Yep. God, God, God. <laughs> so then this sweet older man with what I wrote down as a Roy Zimmerman voice. Hey. He sang an original song called Isn't This a Wonderful Life? Okay, yep. So that's oh, what you heard. I got to hear him through the wall. Now, for me, that would be a great thing. I love Roy Zimmerman. Yeah. Kara, not so much a fan. Oh, okay. I'm probably in between you two. I think he's fine. He was just in town the other night. I was sad I couldn't go. Oh, okay. But mm. he was playing guitar, and it uh, it felt so much like church camp. I was, like, transported. So I actually texted my Aww. old youth pastor, Mike yeah. Langford, Holla Mike, still in my life, wonderful man, uh, and said, oh, my gosh, like, I'm at this sort of fringe religious events, and they're playing the guitar, and it reminds me so much of church, and I'm so appreciative for you. And and he wrote back, and he's like, oh, that's so sweet. Unless you're saying, <laughs> unless you're saying I'm as kooky as the people there. <laughs> like, no, no, no. But also, the people here are super nice, and you'll find great people at all these groups who's like, okay, okay. Now, so- why did you use that word kooky? <laughs> Call back. So then we talked about Friday fasting. Now, they use the term fasting, sort of fast and loose, if you will. (laughs) (laughs) So it sounds like you can kind of choose what fasting means to you. You know, not necessarily the the traditional version where you don't eat. It could be something (laughs) like choosing that on that particular Friday, you're going to see everything that day as a miracle. Why call that fasting? Yeah. You're just confusing matters. I think it's probably just like... We started out with not eating, and then it's like, okay, something else that's in the spirit mm-hmm. of sacrifice or of changing your mindset, et cetera. But this yeah, is why no we longer, can't have nice things. It's no longer fasting. I'm just kidding. Why? It's not why. <laughs> Trump is why. Then uh, another woman, she saw an eagle, and it was a big eagle, bigger than usual. No, oh, it was that, probably an alien then. N- nope. It was a miracle. Okay. And it proved God's existence. Okay. It was a big eagle. That's cool. <laughs> That's definitely cool. <laughs> that really was the whole story. <laughs> so good. <laughs> um, so then the eagle woman, who I proceeded to just call eagle woman yeah. in my notes, she started crying and saying... Uh, The past can't become the future without passing through this present moment, which is, you know, a nice thought, you know, sort of that same lesson as before, not separating your life into past, present, future. It's all connected. That's very nice. I like that. Okay, now it's time to do an exercise. So, okay. Oh, no, Ross is doing a standard kind of exercise. Oh, wait. We don't mean exercise by getting your heart beating and building up muscle or flexibility. Not that kind of exercise. Spiritual exercise. Oh, so, okay. Fasting is not being without food necessarily. Right. Okay, spiritual exercise. (laughs) Got it. Well, to be fair, there are math exercises and things. Oh, okay. Uh, Good point. But yeah, at Eck, of course, all exercises are either a guided visualization or the hue. Hue. Yep. So we're going to picture Shrihal Klemp, let his gaze open your spiritual eye, sing an inner hue, and contemplate what matters to me right now. We did Mm -hmm. that. Okay. 
now, just as a reminder, this is called How to Create a Wonderful Life Workshop. So we come back. I'm sort of like ready for more instruction. Now let's go into another exercise. So in this exercise, we're going to go to the inner plane. And my notes are a little indecipherable here. But someone was planting an acorn of divine love in my heart. And then we'd sink you and watch that grow. So anyway, this this workshop was going to be just sort of full of these sort of pleasantries. And it does eventually get a nice buzz going where you're like, yeah, life is really nice. Talking to my youth okay. pastor, there's a nice song going. All right. All right. But, yeah, I guess if you do enough of those little things, that'll create a wonderful life. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You don't have to meet an angel named Clarence. <laughs> True. And see the world without you. I love that movie. Or save the old uh, savings and loan. Mm-mm. You don't need to do any of that. And then, of course, we got to watch a Harold video, obviously. So we watched a little video of Harold talking about love and charity. Obviously. And then we talked about bees. Oh, hey. All right. A Ross Blotter favorite. Um, this episode is brought to you by the letter B. <laughs> and we talked about how love is actually good. Love's good. You heard it here. Oh, no, Ross and Carrie. Pedophilia uh, <laughs> bad. Love, good. And the sound of bees reminds you of love, doesn't it? That was a question asked to the room. Doesn't it? It, it doesn't. No. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So you get the idea. I mean, it was all this kind of things that your stone friend would say to you. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. All right. Yeah. It was 420. So. Hey, yeah. Who knows what was happening in that back room? Appropriate. Time to melt down the walls between past, present, and future. <laughs> You're right. To uh, live in all just, times. Like, think about how, like, the past is now, but so like, is the future, because, like... I hear those bees? Yeah. Oh, man. Don't those make makes... you think of love? Love, yeah. That makes me think of love. I've never been high, so I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, have you been to Rhythmia? Okay, does that count? You've been high. That counts as being high? <laughs> yeah, for sure. That was an altered state of you consciousness, never, for sure. Yeah, never been high on marijuana. Correct. Yeah. Okay, so... There was another thing going on around the same time that was creating promo videos for Eck events. So we didn't get to go to that. Damn. And there were round tables as well. A round table. So we went to lunch. Got yeah. Got to go to lunch. And Not sure where we went that day. Chipotle. Oh, okay. Chipotle. I'm Chipotle. sure we got Chipotle. so free We eat there a lot. So next was the two o'clock round of events. And see, there was at 1.30 an Eck Light and Sound Service Officiators Training. But Ooh. that's only for Eck Clerics. Damn. Um, okay, so we've got chelas, arahadas, vahanas. vahanas. Vahana means family. Wait, that's ohana. Okay, and Lilo and Stitch. Ek clerics. Ek clerics. Okay, got it. Lilo do they and have Stitch any? Just okay. Do they have any ek centrics? I'm sure they do. Because if so, I'm going to keep working until I get to that <laughs> level. Then, yeah, two o'clock. We had a few options. Getting creative with the ek essentials. The call of soul. I went to that one. Ooh, that sounds kind of like Jack London, Call of the Wild. Oh, yeah. Totally. Call of Soul. I went to the Eck Masters, role models for every hero's journey. Now, when you were getting ready to go there, did you think, man, if only I could create my own website about this incredible experience? I did. You did? Yeah. And did you follow through? Did you decide to do it? After writing all that ad copy, I thought I could make a wonderful website to tell people about the Hue app. Uh, What service do you think you'd use if you were going to do that? Well, I was thinking about sounds and I was thinking about colors and I was thinking about shapes and the shape Mm -hmm. that really came to me was a square. Okay. Oh, 
You know what? That's funny because there is a service called Squarespace. Oh, what? That makes websites. And and actually, they sponsored in part this episode, oh, that's, Ono, Ross, and Carrie. That, to me, is a sign <laughs> of the Holy Spirit, the Eck. Also, orange. Yeah, and big eagles. Mm-hmm. You know what you can do with Squarespace? You can create a beautiful website to showcase your work. You can sell products and services of all kinds. You can announce an upcoming event or a special project. Whatever you want, really. And Squarespace does this by giving you beautiful customizable templates created by world-class designers. Everything is optimized for mobile right out of the box. And there's built-in search engine optimization. There's 24-7 award-winning customer support. Damn. So check out squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use the offer code ONO to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com. Enter code ONO. O-H-N-O. By the way, how's your cat doing? Evening Botcher. Yeah. She's doing pretty well. Yeah, okay. Yeah. How old is she? She'll be turning six this year. All right. Yeah. This will be the only time probably during their lifetimes that Ella's exactly... Oh, wait. Yeah, it will always be the only time Ella's exactly twice as old as she is. Mm-hmm. I was trying to figure out, will there be another time? But yep. no, if there's six years between them, how would that work? Carrie, how would that work? So Ella's 12. Yeah. Okay. Well, I know for Ella, you take her out to the doggy park. Yes, I do. But we have a mostly indoor cat. We take her out every now and then on a leash Mm -hmm. uh, just to experience the outdoors. But yeah, we don't let her roam free and kill birds and stuff like that. But when she feels the call of the wild, as Jack (laughs) London would say, Mm -hmm. we want to give her a quality cat litter. Okay, I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah. Because, you know, I was just talking about how this episode is sponsored in part by Squarespace. Yeah. It's also sponsored in part by Arm & Hammer. Oh. Yeah. They make the uh, Arm & Hammer cloud control cat litter. Exactly. And you love your cat. Oh, I sure do. You know, she's sweet. She's friendly most of the time. <laughs> she does that thing where you pet her and for a while she's like, this is great. And then mm-hmm. she's like, okay, I hate you. I'm running away. Get away from me. Classic That's cat. true. Yeah. Another thing she'll do is she'll come join me in the bathroom. Oh, she Ella knows that. Oh, really? Is that mm-hmm. a thing? Yeah, yeah, I guess. Like I'll hear a little scratching outside the door. Like, ahem, <laughs> This is a really good time to rub up against my leg and get scratched. So you love all of that, but it's harder to love cleaning up evening's litter box, which is why Arm & Hammer created new cloud control litter. No cloud of nasties here. It's 100% dust-free, free of heavy perfumes, and helps reduce airborne dander from scooping. So what happens in the litter box stays in the litter box. New cloud control cat litter by Arm & Hammer. More power to you and your cat. So yeah, I think of evening as kind of an old soul, but not quite as old as the masters. So tell me about those masters. Oh, yeah. So I was really excited for this one because you've got this really interesting collection of Ek Masters. Mm-hmm. And I want to know more about them. Where yeah. did they come from? You know, Fubi Kwans. Tell us about Fubi. And so I was really thinking, okay, this is where I'm finally going to learn all the details on all of these Ek Masters. Yeah. And they are role models for every hero's journey. Okay. And I could use a and role I'm model. I'm a hero. Right. You know who's the real heroes? The teachers. It's true. <laughs> I just always like to work that in no matter any okay. what anyone's talking about. Hey, I'm all for it. It's just a cheesy thing I do. As I walked into the room, there was they always have like a projector up front with slides. And so they were asking, what qualities would you expect to see in an adept of the Vairagi, mm. an Ek master? 
Oh, okay. Good thought. Okay, yeah. yeah what right. qualities would I expect to see? Okay. I so, guess I'd expect them to have a wild name, mm-hmm. be a man, with one okay. one exception, sort of. Okay, yes. And have a lot of light permeating out of them. Good. And either a turban or like a shawl. Oh, yeah. Yeah, some sort of flowing Some garments. indicator of perhaps another culture. Yeah, although some, I guess, kind of read to me as Western European. Right, like the Egyptian guy who looks like a Nordic blonde oh, hair, right. blue eyes Oof. guy. Yeah, okay. long blonde hair, Egyptian. Yeesh. So we started with a quick hue and contemplation. May the blessings be, that whole thing. And then, yeah, we talked about these qualities you would expect. Kindness, compassion, love, love for. I think this was all the audience yelling out stuff. Mm. I remember this now because someone yelled love and someone else yelled love for. Great. This means something very specific to me. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Humility. That was another one. Humility. So the facilitators up front, they agreed with all that. Yeah, yeah. Those are all good themes. They mentioned that uh, their two key resources for this talk were both the autobiography of a modern prophet. Sure. Available now as an audiobook. By Shree Herald. Another Eck book. I don't know if we've talked about Those Wonderful Eck Masters. Ah, uh, yes. Which I feel would be a great song by Darwin Gross. Totally. It so sounds like a 10 minute TV special from 1955. Right. Yeah. The Wonderful World of Color. Yeah. Those Wonderful Eck Masters. Uh-huh. So the first one we were introduced to was Lai Tsi. So L-A-I-T-S-I. Mm-hmm. Wow, that sounds like Lao Tzu. <laughs> sure does. Huh, but it's not? Guess what? He's from ancient China. Uh-huh. And he is guard of the Shariat Kisugmad at a temple that is 100 stories tall. Okay. That's cool. He's a slender man. Medium height. He's a slender man. <laughs> yeah, he's not slender oh, man. No. He is a slender man. Oh, no, not to be con- problems. <laughs> not to be confused with slender I saw man. that documentary. That's a good point. Uh, medium height, luminous dark eyes. That okay. seems almost contradictory, but I can conjure a mental image of that. Mm-hmm. You can have dark eyes, but still have oh, light. Oh, I uh, see what you're saying. Like on a separate layer yeah. Yeah, or totally. somehow shining out from them. He is associated with a silver light. And he sounds like humming bees, which is weird because when I hear humming bees, I think of love. I think of love immediately. Yeah, weird. And not of my girl and Thomas J. dying. All right. That could have been you in that movie. Yeah, it should have been. God, that movie's good. So they played an audio clip. I assume Shree Harold. I didn't write that. But we hear about two Eckmasters approaching the speaker and him rising to a higher plane and seeing the Sugmad. You know what? Actually, I think it was a reading from the Shariat Kisukmad, uh, which I am reading, which is exhausting to read. Yeah. Well, you know, it's a scripture. It's, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's pretty heavy duty. There's a lot in there, but it's just... Is it a lot like the Book of Mormon, where it's just sort of a modern person trying to ape the sound of an old text? Some of that. There's not like a good structure to it. It's just, mm. oh, we're going to talk about this now. Oh, this just entered my mind, so let's talk about this oh, for right. a while. It's clearly a modern person because I think I've mentioned before, it's this most ancient of texts, older Mm -hmm. than the Hindu Vedas, and yet it is providing commentary on Christianity 
Right. Buddhism. Right. Judaism. Huh. All of which should not exist at that point. So, right. oops, plot hole. I do find myself, as I read it, I highlight a lot of things that I go, oh, wow, that's a potent little statement there. Oh, that's an interesting or even controversial thing to say about Lemuria or, or what have you. So it is dense with information. It's just there's nothing to latch onto. It's not a plot you're following. It's not telling right. an important following through story like even the Bible does. Uh-huh. To Until some you extent. get to Revelation. <laughs> <laughs> right. Blah. Then all bets are off. Do you think that he was high? A lot of people think he was high. Oh, that's an interesting question. You know, it's funny because I always do kind of sum up Revelation that way. First of all, by emphasizing to people that it is not the same writer as John right, who wrote the a gospel. Right. Yeah. And again, that wasn't even attributed and people just assume it was written by John the Apostle. Mm-hmm. But yeah, John the Revelator, uh, John of Patmos, very different guy. And yeah, what what do I say to people? It's like uh, the acid trip version yeah, or edition of the Bible. Yeah, I don't know if I would necessarily assume that, but clearly this guy has real fixations on purity. He's talking about this whore of Babylon and describing great detail, the filth of her iniquities and the, mm-hmm. the cup dripping over with like clearly cum they're describing. Mm-hmm. And just that he is so enraged by other people having sex i guess mm-hmm. i don't know you can just tell he needs to get laid some sort of troubled person yeah that's really interesting like a prehistoric incel yeah yeah, yeah. i guess he's not technically prehistoric but ancient history <laughs> incel yeah yikes but yeah. There, there's some deep psychology at work there that For sure. is not from a healthy mind yeah i always think like yeah possibly high more likely like deeply mentally ill like a untreated bipolar or and something like that it is the canonical text for kind of the numerologists who go off the deep end because uh-huh. it provides so much material of you know the the 666 that is the the number of man and right uh, you know it, it gives so many other little potent illusions that people can run with and i feel like he was that kind of conspiratorial mind mm-hmm. at the turn of the millennium second century you know early second century whenever he was writing yeah well, anyway, that's our take on Revelation. Back to Eck. <laughs> You've heard it here on OnRack. So uh, as they're reading this from the book, the woman behind me wonders out loud, how did they translate all of this? Good for her. Yeah. Okay, here uh, we go. Like, I want to turn around and high five her. Yeah, no kidding. I turn around. Uh, she is a, a blind woman, okay. woman without sight. And she continues to comment throughout the presentation, right on, lady. which is great. Yeah, she, I kind of like it. She's got her opinions and we're all going to hear them. She like just noticed this all doesn't add up. Hey, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, I was thinking, oh, where's she coming from? Uh, this is interesting. Yeah. There's more. And I wonder what her take is on the whole light issue. Oh. That light is this gift from God. Why did he not Oh, I should have asked her that. Yeah. That's a good point. You're going to like Light C even better now. Oh, great. Because he says to be kind to animals. Okay. All right. Yeah. I'm listening, made up guy. We learn that the a speaker hasn't seen Light C himself. Okay. So he's seen some of the other masters, but not this one. Then we break into groups to discuss Light C and the aspects that we like for about seven minutes. So there were two men to my right and... We uh, leaned across and talked to each other. We found that we all had the Shariat Kisugmad on our phones. Nice. So I was like, oh, part of the club. All right, <laughs> we can talk about reading that. One of the guys admitted that he hadn't seen Lightsea either, but apparently Lightsea lives on the etheric plane, which is the subconscious. Okay. So no wonder. I guess that's just a, not an easy one to get to, or at least consciously. Hmm. Both of those guys that I was speaking to, they are from Orange County. 
So ah. Southern Californians who had also traveled out here for this conference. Orange County also has a reputation for being very conservative among yes. usually liberal California areas. Actually, uh, the one guy had moved out here following Eck. Okay. And by here, I mean Minnesota. To Minnesota. Minnesota. Uh, and then we were called to have a hue and contemplation on opening the window of heaven, and they displayed Lightsey's prayer. I guess that's a well-known prayer mm. from the Shariat Kisugmat. I haven't gotten okay. there yet. Hmm. I have a feeling that if Lightsey was made up by someone, say Paul Twitchell, I don't know, and if Paul Twitchell was trying to ape the style of a Confucius or a Lao Tzu, that we're going to have a very sort of iambic, poetic, a lot of parallelism kind of stuff. You ready for it? I'm ready. Show me thy ways, O Sugmad. Teach me thy path. Lead me in thy truth. And teach me, on thee do I wait all day. Remember, O beloved, thy guiding light and thy loving care, for it has been ever thy will to lead the least of thy servants to thee. Oh, okay. That wasn't what I was thinking. That's from the Visions of Light Sea, the Shariat Kisugmad Book 2. Haven't gotten there yet. Okay. Then we focus on Ekmaster Katadaki. Katadaki, okay. And that's the one female. Oh, yeah. Kata sounds in the like lineup. A name. Okay. She assists people in need. So it's kind of like Catholic saints where they have the situations that they're helpful for. Right, right. Where are my keys? Katadaki, <laughs> help me find my keys. Hey, of course, the one woman is the helper. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, she also provides shelter, mm-hmm. comfort, comfort, nourishment, uh, mm-hmm. food, and clothing. Oh, okay, you got it. Sure. <laughs> she gives of herself until there is none left. It doesn't say anything about sandwiches, at least. So <laughs> we're making some progress. Yeah, knowing uh, what we've seen of Paul Twitchell's views uh, towards women, Jesus, uh, it could be worse. It is bad, folks. It's bad. Also, spaciousness. There's a sense of spaciousness and joy in her presence. Okay. And then the female speaker who was introducing her also said that she hadn't met her until she prepared for this talk. Oh, okay. then Katadaki came to her. Oh, that's very interesting. So the more she had to think about her during the day and prepare this talk and look at her picture and so on, Mm -hmm. that's when she visited her in her dreams. Yeah, weird. Interesting. Saw her in her inner eye and Katadaki didn't speak. And so the woman behind me says, oh, she speaks to me. Ah! <laughs> yeah. All right. And apparently there were four female Ekmasters in the ancient order of Hammurabi. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I'm thinking, okay, I've heard of the Hammurabi code, but I want to hear more about this ancient order of Hammurabi. Also, at least one of us was told that you can't be a Ekmaster in a female body. So that whole thing really confuses me. It, oh, totally confuses me. Yeah, there's some inconsistent rules there that I have not yet unraveled. Katadaki appears to be between 25 and 30, but her age defies human understanding. Okay. She's medium height. She has shoulder-length hair. It can okay. be worn up or down. Okay. The male speaker, Jerry, he said that he asked her a question wanting to know something about one of her aspects. And she said, I gave my heart to God and never took it back. Oh, it's nice. It's a nice sentence. There is very little historical information about her life. Hmm. I wrote, huh? Huh? 
<laughs> yeah. Huh. That's weird. Yeah. Now, as this woman is shouting out behind you, are the speakers responding to her? No. Okay. Um, in the second section of chairs in this conference room. Okay. Know, so certainly it's very loud to my ears, but. Maybe not reaching all the way up there. Yeah, she might Got be it. more background noise to them. So we were given a moment to write how this statement affects us, but I didn't write a statement about how that affects me. Huh. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, then we did another hue and a reflection on Katadaki, so good way to fill up some time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and then we write a note of gratitude to the masters for their love and guidance in our lives. I didn't do that. I'm not following rules here. <laughs> I'm not following instructions. You're I'm writing just, down the instructions. Yeah. I'm going, geez. Okay, blotcher. Maybe that's all you were supposed to do. Oh, you know what? That's what I was being led to do. Mm-hmm. Just record the events. Mm-hmm. Another thing that was said was, these Eckmasters are so real, and they do it out of love. Oh, yeah, this is good. You can send your message for them or to the master on the website, and you don't even need to be a member. So you can go to the Eckencar website. And there is a space to leave a message. Carrie's looking around like she does. For the Eckmasters? Yeah. Or for Shree Harold. Well, for Shree Harold, okay. He's a living dude. But for the Eckmasters, why wouldn't you just do it in your head? I don't know. Maybe the website is uh, feels more concrete. Huh. Back okay. in the day, you used to be able to write letters to, what's his face? Twitchell. Paul Twitchell. You can yeah. still write letters to Shree Harold. I want to check out the website now. Yeah, I know. Because uh, Shree Harold will read the stories from the various exters who send in their miracles to him and by miracles i mean things like seeing a freeway exit sign there's a contact us page but that doesn't seem to have it there's a high initiates page in the members area oh wait letter to the master write a letter to the master yeah see? Yeah, yeah you may write and send your initiate report securely online upload your letter or type it directly on the page okay maybe they were just talking about shri herald Oh, okay. But anyways, they were encouraging us to write letters on the webpage. Nice. Yeah, he definitely gets a lot of those, and he'll read them out at the conference. They seem to be the bulk of his talks are just reflecting on, oh, I got this letter from Marion, and she had a cat, and oh, that cat was old, and oh, I hope the cat doesn't die, said Marion, you know. (laughs) Another thing we learned is that Eckmasters don't get into politics. Don't, Interesting. Yeah, don't go into your inner eye and expect to be talking to Katadaki about how she feels about hmm. Trump. That seems convenient for mm-hmm. a religious group that wants to have a wide net of membership. Indeed. Mm-hmm. We then met another Eckmaster, Watsi. Okay. Watsi, a W A, and then new word Z I. So let me tell you about him. He wears blue clothes generally. And tonight you might have an opportunity to interact with him. And that is called the Darshan, being Mm. seen and recognized by him. Heard that word before. He holds the rod of Ek power. Oh. He is both an inner and outer teacher. Oh, he's Harold. Yep, (laughs) that's Sri Harold. Okay. So his other name, his spiritual name is Wazi. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Wazi. So yeah. So he's the Mahanta. And Wazi and Shri Harold. And the Living Eckmaster and yeah. the Godman. Uh, but not the Sugmod. Not the Sugmod. No, no, no. That's that, right. That lives through him. We learned this much later, but apparently Living Eckmaster and Mahanta used to be kind of two separate positions. Yes. They got melded into one. 
They can be separate. That's an interesting story. Yeah, I was also excited to learn that later on we'll get an opportunity perhaps to see Sri Harold himself. And this is a special spiritual moment, the Darshan being seen and recognized by the physical man. Did we not know the whole time that he would be there? Oh, we knew, but does the audience know? Uh, Do our listeners know? Oh, hi, guys. Yeah. Hi. I forgot we do a podcast. Yeah, we're just sitting here talking. Um, We just tell each other these stories. Remember when this happened? Yes, I do. Carrie, please. has been secretly recording it for eight years. (laughs) Please put your face in the microphone. No reason. (laughs) Why are you wearing headphones, Ross? No reason. Why do you always make me take these notes when we hang out? Okay. (laughs) Such a demanding friend. (laughs) Shri Harold... Then we hear a clip of him, and he's talking about uh, riding a tractor before he gets a driver's license. He's talking about, like, his dad being kind of rough with him. And so the woman behind me is saying, his dad sounds like a tyrant. (laughs) And, huh. And, oh, yeah? She was just, like, really interacting with the story. I liked it. Here's a little Herald-ism. Courage is the raw stuff soul must have if it would see God. Okay. just sounded so quintessentially. Yeah. Okay. Harold and the kind of things that we uh, Courage encounter. Courage is the raw stuff the soul must have to see God. Okay. Yeah. Sure. You know, service is actually the jewel in the rock of attainment. <laughs> <laughs> There's a story that one of the speakers tells about arm wrestling with Yabul Sakabi, okay. one of the other Eckmasters, and Yabul didn't try to beat him. They just, they tied. He matched his strength. That's great. Great. And then we listen to a clip from Shri Harold where he talks about breaking his hip, which I kind of heard about in my X-Story seminar from the guy who had the very similar experience Mm. of going to the hospital and seeing the lights. Oh, right. Okay. Uh, But the conversation, we had a little breakout session. We were talking about how great that is that Shri Harold is so vulnerable that he tells these personal stories and makes it clear that he's just another human as well. Mm -hmm. And uh, one of them was that he had once been at the hospital and a nurse had said, you're sunning me which is the opposite of mooning you. Oh, <laughs> yeah, his meaning dick? She was seeing his dick. Oh, yeah. no. So, uh, you know, the kind of story that he said, you know, in sort of uh, slightly sheltered tones. But yeah, 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 yeah. you know, cute. he's being vulnerable. Yeah, very cute. So he's not trying to be unattainable. And then we did another hue and we had an exercise where we tried to meet with the master on a beach. And uh, other pieces of information I got, a good spiritual exercise is to write the same thing 15 times per day. Okay. So, you know, you can come up with a good mantra or something you're trying to achieve or some statement about you as a follower of Eck and write that 15 times a day. Oh, and they did mention that there are an untold number of women Eck masters. Oh. But we don't know how many because it's untold. Untold. Yeah. And also you can't be one. Right. This is so confusing. Maybe you could in the past and you can't now? Maybe. I don't know. It's so confusing. Or maybe you could be an Ek master, but not the Mahanta. Maybe. Or not the Lit, no, because if you're the living Ek master, you're still an Ek master. Ugh. Yeah. Uh, weird. Yeah. So, hmm. Okay. Well, yeah. That still needs to be explained to us why we can't have new women act masters. Yeah. Then again, that was my tour guide telling me that. So yeah, maybe, maybe she, she was, was confused about mistaken something. Mistaken or misspoke. She's been doing this for a while. Anyway, so we got out, went to wait in line 
We'll All talk right. about that later. Nice. Well, you were in there. I was going to the Call of Soul, which was specifically for new EC members. Oh, perfect. So I wanted to make sure I hit this one because uh, one thing that I felt was missing from my whole EC experience was that sort of foundational, like, this is what everything's about, that feeling of, here's the starting place. Oh, yeah. I never quite got. Yeah, so yeah. I was like, okay, maybe I'll get that here. So I barely got in there. I'm not sure why, but they opened the door and they were like, oh, good, there's one seat left. Phew, okay. Well, that was God. Um, <laughs> so as I was sitting down, uh, sat at this table in the back, it was a very small room, maybe like four or five tables of five, six people each. Okay. And a couple people up front, very, very friendly folks. As I came in, they were saying, we don't worship Sri Harold, but he visits us in our dreams and, okay. and in our intuition. So what would make it worship that it is not already interesting? Yeah, you know, that's an interesting thing because there's always this fight between Protestants and Catholics about whether Catholics worship Mary. Right. And the Catholics will say, no, we're the ones who would tell you whether we do and we don't. And the Protestants mm. say, well, you're just sort of relabeling. That's Mariolatry. Right. I remember learning that term for it. That's but, interesting. That is not steel manning someone else's argument where you represent it so well that they can agree to it. Oh, right. Yeah. Uh, interesting. Yeah. So, yeah, I feel like worship is one of those words like in love or something where it's like you just have to trust that that is meaningful to the speaker hmm. and that's it. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> Otherwise, there's no like particular guts and De- glue to the term yeah. that you can latch onto. Then the speakers were kind of tag teaming this discussion and one said, well, so we assume that sleeping causes dreaming, but it's not. That's not that's not how it is. Dreams are real. It's tapping into the soul. It's all real. So as you begin your ec journey, we encourage you to begin remembering your dreams to get a sense of who you really are. So, you know, take notes after your dreams, keep a journal about mm-hmm. it. And then they said, most of our misery or happiness we make for ourselves. And I thought, eh, okay, I mean, it seems true if your basic needs are met, but a yeah, lot, for a lot right. of people they aren't, but okay. Then we started breaking into our little tables and... Oh, good. Everyone starts talking about their dreams. Okay, here <laughs> Carrie's <we go>. favorite. <laughs> so one guy, this guy named Mike, he said that in one of his dreams, he saw the word Frasalian written on a chalkboard. And he remembered that. He remembered the spelling and everything. And when he woke up, he Googled it, and there was someone named Father Frasalian, who was a religious leader in like Spain or something. And like, cool, what did he, Is, yeah, what did what he, did he do? What's, he, what's attributed to him? Yeah, so what's his deal? And uh, he's like, oh, I don't know. I just, but I found it. He was a real, <laughs> he was, wow, That's okay. Such a cool story. <laughs> wow, wow. So sounds that sounded like a name turned out to be a name somewhere in the universe. That's, okay. Then... <laughs> There's a man at the table who is a longtime Eck member. At every table, there seems to be someone like that who's kind of like guiding the table. Hmm. I think it would be okay to say his name. His name was Cesar. So he said something about his family being Mexican. And it was totally tangential to the story. It was just scene setting. The woman next to him, Lisa, says, I just have to tell you, <laughs> I finally understand Mexican culture because I saw Coco. <laughs> all right you know i never realized it's just so beautiful it's so wonderful and it's so like sweet but bizarre you know and uh, and cesar so nicely goes well it's not exactly like coco (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh, boy. Oh, goodness. (laughs) But she gets it now. She saw the Pixar film Coco. It reminds me, uh, I have an addiction to watching Pete Buttigieg videos. And Uh he was talking about how one woman came to him after he had been on stage with Chastin, his husband. And a woman came to him later and said, I met your friend and he's wonderful. (laughs) And... You thought, okay, well, she's this, trying. This is a step in the right direction. Yes. Yeah. And I'm not going to try to correct her right now right. to actually, he's my husband. Right. You know, she's working hard and she just totally. had a, she had an important moment. So let's respect that and I a- feel appreciate him on that. this. I see so much people say about same sex couples, they are so cute in this way that they mm. don't say about opposite sex couples. <laughs> right. And it's, just, I'm always like, it's a little overcompensating, but. You recognize that the culture shits on these people. Yeah. And you're trying to balance it out and maybe pull it back 10%. (laughs) Right, right. Hey, it's better than nothing. All right. Coco's a good movie, though. (laughs) Coco's very good. (laughs) Go buy Disney stock. So we're still talking about our dreams. Got to do that. But then also all of our God stories. We're just doing the standard Eck coincidence stories and whatnot. Okay. So one guy told us about how he almost got hit by a car, but he moved at the last second, and that was probably God. It would be a much worse story if he hadn't. Yeah, you're right. Or not a story. Like all the other people who have died when hit by cars. Yeah. So then one woman who was also a newcomer, she said, so I'm trying to sort of wrap my head around Eck, and is it like the monks who sit there all day having out-of-body experiences? And Cesar said, well, you know, there is a similarity there. We do believe in the importance of soul travel, but we feel that we are called to be a part of society, and that's why we don't have monks, we don't have these sort of lay people. Ascetics. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I respect that. Then we talked about deja vu. So you might think, Ross, that deja vu is sort of a hiccup of the mind, that we develop memories as we experience them sometimes. And I might think weird, something along those lines. Yeah, get this weird feeling. Nope. It is really a reminder of things you've experienced before. And if it wasn't in this realm, it was in the spirit realm oh. or a past life. And okay. So there you go. All right. Well, hey. That question's answered. Finally. That's what religions can do, explain these weird little side phenomena. With confidence. I've been thinking in my mind like, oh no, did I just insult ascetics or people who live like that withdrawn lifestyle? But they don't listen to podcasts, so they're the worst. Yeah, and I don't think you've insulted them. Do you think you did? No. Now you did. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That's like saying something about- uh, The Amish. The Amish or Mennonites, right? Like, what are they going to do about it? Yeah. Touche. Also, they seem very nice. Yeah. I'm not saying anything bad about any of the above. Okay, now this is important. We're going to watch a Shree Herald video where he teaches us the hue. We are a day and a half in. We know the hue. Yeah, please. Does he tell me something new about the hue that I did not know before? No, it's totally just why? like, this is the hue and this is why we do it. Yep. And then he sings the hue. Okay. Oh, um, does he sing the hue? Yeah. I, I don't know said, if I've heard Shree he Herald. I'm pretty sure he went, it sounds like this. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, yeah. Nice. That was worth it. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, a lot of people were now talking about avoiding car accidents because I wrote down a lot of people avoiding car accidents up in here. It's a good idea. Look yep. both ways. <laughs> exactly. You heard it here on OnRack. <laughs> there are no coincidences, of course. <laughs> Child's play at this point. Now, important thing about the hue is that it vibrates you at a higher state of consciousness. Mm, okay. Which means something yeah there are no coincidences unless it's a bad thing that was a coincidence yeah good things though those are meant to be yeah 
or the bad things maybe weren't a coincidence but it was meaningful in some way you can't see and will appreciate at the end of down the life. line something good will happen and you can take credit for that having come from that right. seemingly bad which situation. isn't the worst way to live your life but mm. is a little bit of mental gymnastics yes okay then we hewed for a long time talked about when to use the hue you might use it in traffic or a meeting guys or before there's so work. much hewing uh, so much also, when you have a grudge, and I thought that seems like the most useful. The others just seem sort of like throughout your day. And then I was like, okay, grudge is like the specific time, like you're trying to like unload your animosity. Okay. Then we talked about what we saw when we hewed. <laughs> so apparently I had seen a girl in a red dress running toward a white door. And one guy said, oh, you're going to need a dream interpreter for that one. He couldn't provide that service. Yeah. And then another woman saw her pets. I get her. So it's important to develop a spiritual practice every day. We should do this for 15 to 20 minutes. Okay. One woman up front, she said, I'm still skeptical. I'm still testing Eck. So I write, oh. yeah. So I write everything down before bed and I'm keeping these logs and just seeing what adds up. But so far, it's kind of passing my test. Okay. Yep. All right. Well, I like her mindset. Yeah. So then they said, now, if you have any other questions... You can stay after. Now, exactly one person stayed after. Do you want to guess who it was? Who could it be? That was you. <laughs> it was me. Yeah, what was your question? So, yeah. So, I stayed and talked to Tuck, was his name. Really sweet guy. He had been up front for the whole thing. And I said, oh, well, you know, I'm going to stay after. You said that you can take questions. And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I sat down at a table. He didn't sit down. And it looked like he was waiting for backup. And the mm. backup just never came. So uh -oh. he finally sort of resigned himself and came over and sat with me. So, okay, I had four questions for him. So the first was, is a dream ever just a dream? Okay. Just my brain yeah. firing stuff at me. And he said, oh, yes. So there are actually nine kinds of dreams in Eck. Oh, wow. I had never heard this. Interesting. Yeah. So he said, one is just a dream. The other eight are not, and you're more likely to have one of these other eight. But sometimes the brain just gives you crap. Hmm. And he said there is a Shree Herald's book on dreams. That's what he'd recommend. He wouldn't recommend a dream dictionary because those are all personal to the person who wrote them. They might not be accurate to you. A door to that person might be new beginnings. And to you, it might be the end of something. You know? Okay. So, okay. Fair. But Shree Herald's. Yeah. These are universal. Okay. Okay, then I said, can there be more than one living Eckmaster? And he said, no, there can only be one living Eckmaster at the time. Robbie Tarsus can manifest in various bodies, though. Hmm. Okay. And he said, he recommended the book, In My Soul, I Am Free. So now I'm thinking, okay, there can only be one at a time. So I'm working up to my question, which is really like, what's going on with Darwin Gross? Just level with me. Yeah. Um. Okay, so I feel uncomfortable asking this because I feel like no one's really talking about this, but what's going on with Darwin Gross? What happened there? He said, okay, yeah, no, that's fine. Um, Darwin did pass the Rod of Eck power to Shri Harold, and when he did, he was still inspired, but he was no longer the living Eckmaster because there are never two living Eckmasters. Okay. Yeah. And I said, you know, it sounded like there was some sort of dust up with him, you know, and he was like, yeah, there was, you know, it's not something that I followed super closely. He said there were some people who felt, forget the word he used, but something like, you know, that was really hurtful to them. And they mm. felt really attached to Darwin. For me, it was just like, okay, this is the new guy. I'm just following along. That's fine. And I'm just going to trust in the process. Yeah. So 
Fair enough. He just felt like he didn't follow it closely <laughs> enough. Good thing they only have one rod of Ek power. <laughs> Thank God. Which is a physical rod. I want to see that rod. I know. Ugh. We do. Take a pick, guys. And then my last question was, uh, what about people with mental illness? Like, how does someone differentiate soul travel from if you have schizophrenia or mm-hmm. s- severe bipolar, etc.? He said, actually... People with bipolar in particular benefit from soul travel because they can step outside of their brain and see how it's a physical phenomenon. It's not real. I was like, oh, wow. Do you find that to be true? That like when people actually do it, they have that experience or is this sort of hypothetical? Right, like best case Uh, theoretical And he said, said, no, no, definitely happens, but (laughs) then it just sort of tosses us off. But sometimes they're right, and they really are plagued by demons. Whoa, 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 what? <laughs> okay. Like, oh. You picked the right person to ask questions of, because these are interesting <laughs> answers. Yeah, yeah. Huh. So, I feel like this is not the place to go if you have a severe mental illness. Might not get the not proper get a, support. Yes, or get like a clear answer about whether this is all happening in your head. Yikes. Okay. Yeah. Wild. Um, and that was it. Okay. My talk with Tuck. Talk, talk. Tuck, talk, talk, tick, talk, tick, talk. Peter Pan. And I guess that's it for our episode. I uh, I didn't get to learn about all the Eckmasters. Just three, really. Oh. But, so that was kind of a letdown. Spent a but little... there's an untold number of female ones. Untold. Someone should tell that number. <laughs> yeah, we'll be back next time. And it'll be the exciting Saturday night where yes. we may or may not... See the living Eckmaster. Here's hoping. Well, our theme music is by Brian Keith Dalton. This episode was edited by Victor Figueroa. Our administrative manager is Ian Kramer. You can support this and all our investigations by going to MaximumFun.org forward slash donate. You can also find us on social media, like at Facebook, at Facebook.com forward slash OnRack, O-N-R-A-C. You'll find pictures. You'll find videos. You'll find all kinds of cool stuff. Or maybe go to Twitter at Podcast. You can leave us positive reviews at any place better podcasts are served. iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, all those places. Mm -hmm. Leave us a positive review so other people can see our show and say, oh, they look legit and well-liked. I should listen to this. Or maybe you have a negative review. Write it down on a card like Ross did and put it in your notes and save it for yourself. Or go to eckencar.com and you can send it to Shree Harold. There you go. And remember, isn't this a wonderful life? The presence of God in Jerusalem, isn't this a wonderful life? We were taught how it was before you discovered the secret way back home is through the sound and the light. Always with God's guidance and protection to help you. I'm Biz. And I'm Teresa. And we host One Bad Mother, a comedy podcast about parenting. 
Whether you are a parent or just know kids exist in the world, join us each week as we honestly share what it's like to be a parent. I don't know how to fix mornings for myself. <laughs> I do not know how to make mornings okay for myself. So the t-shirt, I don't do mornings, yes. isn't even a funny shirt. I no. shouldn't get it for you. It's sad. It's a sad shirt. Yeah, it's a sad shirt with tears flowing. So join us each week as we judge less, laugh more, and remind you that you are doing a great job. Find us on MaximumFun.org, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.